it's time to raise the roof as it seems like the Rays can only beat the New York Yankees of any team. Don't know why, it's just kind of how it is. Welcome back to our newest regular season episode. Uh, right now it is me, Gibby, and Bree. We are here to recap the first two games of the Rays-Yankee series this weekend and talk about or kind of forget about that Rangers series that happened earlier in the week in which the Rays lost three out of four at home. Gibby also went to one of those games, so we'll get his thoughts about being back at the trap for the first time in a while. But let's start off by talking about these first two games in this Yankees series. Obviously, coming into the series, there were a lot of question marks about this team considering the fact that they lost three out of four to the Rangers, who are not a good team, but looked really, really good against the Rays. And they've kind of silenced the doubters by winning the first two, scoring, I think, 14 runs over those first two games. So how have you guys uh, enjoyed watching these first two games of the series? What are your takeaways? So the first game, I just hated that game. I'm really glad we won. I'm glad we won by a lot. (laughs) Neither team played well. Like, honestly, you can't even say the Rays played well in that game. Like, they didn't. They just got more opportunities than the Yankees did. And quite frankly, they're... There are a lot of opportunities that they didn't take advantage of, but, you know, they got enough. The Yankees gave us literally a thousand chances and we capitalized on eight of them. So that's fine. Um, but yeah, Michael Walker looked really good, which we know I am the biggest Michael Walker truther. Probably not the biggest. There are a few others, but Michael Walker truthers. You, you're up there. You're up there. I'm up there. Um, so that was good. Um, today, <laughs> Glass now was freaking me out. I'm like, he's hurt. Because he was, like, shaking out his arm. Even before the cramp, he was, like, shaking out his arm, flexing his fingers. I'm like, he needs Tommy John. And no, I was, like, oh. as, as B.A. said, he's just tall and lanky, so he's just awkward. Yeah. So, <laughs> then, um, yeah, B.A. actually helped a lot explaining. And they got those great camera angles of, like, how he was leading with his wrist and his fingers were, like, under the ball. And that's why he was overthrowing it. That was like really good by BA to kind of explain that calm me down a little bit um and then that cramp though oh the cramp <laughs> freaked us all out I was like oh no like he broke his arm he didn't break his arm so that's good <laughs> because yeah, well, after I, seeing like the Tatis after seeing the Tatis stuff yeah. I don't know every time I yeah. see that arm injury I'm like who yeah and I don't know I just don't know if I could really handle him and Archer both being down so um that would devastate yeah that would literally crush me but I saw a tweet um John Boy tweeted out the video of um the cramp happening and the replies were so funny one of them was like I thought he was turning into a werewolf like really really good you should (laughs) check out those replies they're very funny um (laughs) but yeah KK's back so that's cool. I didn't even know he was huh. back until he made the catch. Because I, I wasn't actually like watching the game. I was kind of just following it and then doing whatever we need to on the Twitter account. And I was like, oh, he's back. Cool. Yeah, I thought it was weird that they activated him and then he wasn't in the starting lineup. But he got in there at the end. Um, made a nice catch. They're just warming him up. Warming up. Yeah, getting in there. So um, that's nice. What else was I going to say? Who's my... Oh, Mejia. Oh, my Hello. God. He's doing great. He's killed it. So that's nice to see. Um, we have a catcher that can hit at least for now, which is insane. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, Zanino hasn't been that bad either. But Zanino, yeah, Zanino's got some good slugging. Yeah, I think. He some good barrels on on balls. He seems but... he, he seems to be barreling up the baseball a lot better this year than last year. I will say that because obviously but the last two seasons of Zanino, you gotta get it in the ballpark. And yeah, then, 
probable places. Well, it seems like he changed his he's changed his batting stance the last three seasons. Like he's had a different batting stance the last three these the last three seasons. Andrea uh, put something out on her Twitter account, Scout Girl Report, showing how he's changed his his batting stance, and hopefully that means it will. Uh, result in better things for him, considering the fact that Zunino hasn't really been that great in terms of uh, offense on the Rays. Obviously, defense is another story, uh, and he's been great defensively, but his his offense has not been great. But it, hopefully, those changes will help up. But yeah, Mejia has been. I mean, first home run in a Rays uniform today. Got that RBI double in the ninth inning. To Zach Campbell. Yeah, to <laughs> Zach. Campbell. Yeah, Spoiled from that kid. Did he? Uh, I didn't I see. No, not really. <laughs> he did. He came down like a row. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna say what happened one way or another, but uh, I mean, hey, but it's Zach Campbell. He he catches a lot of home run balls, so I, <laughs> I mean, he he knows what he's doing out there. But yeah, no, um, he had a home run, uh, which was really good, and then the RBI double, so a couple RBIs today. That was really good, Gibby. Uh, I I I hope that you've regained your oh, thought yeah, process yeah, yeah. from well, the start. I hope uh, you. I hope you will cut out the others. <laughs> um, that well, is anyway, debatable, but I will. I was do I that. was gonna say basically the same thing. Um, I tweeted it out yesterday, but uh, I feel like the like those aliens from um, Space Jam came and they stole like all any talent from the Yankees. Yes, yesterday specifically, that was just horrendous. I I would have thrown baseballs on the field if I was them too. That was like <laughs> that was like the worst game I've ever seen. And then I don't know. I feel like I feel like the baseball shit kind of let them get away with it though, because then like the manager was just mad at the fans, and everyone was kind of mad at the fans more. But they played atrociously yesterday, and they didn't play that much better today. Um, they had some some offense going, but I feel like that ump was really um the the challenge. I feel I feel like it was the Rays versus that ump like <laughs> today. Yeah. To be fair, though, it was kind of the Yankees versus the ump last night. Yeah. So the umpiring's been really inconsistent throughout baseball this season. It seems, but so like. has the Yankees' defense. True. That is true. That is one hundred percent true. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to mention about the about the throwing baseballs on the field thing. I so I try to be I try to not make such a an extreme opinion one way or another about a fan base. But even when I try to do that about the Yankees fan base, they continue to do things that keep that extreme opinion that I have about them alive. Like they could try to do things that are just slightly better. Like, oh, maybe not saying a green card joke to Teoscar Hernandez on the Blue Jays, or maybe not throwing baseballs on the field during a game and possibly endangering players. But then they do that. And I know it's just a subsection of the fans. It's not everyone, but when a small number of people do that, then that has a bad outlook on the entire fan base and those people that were there at the game. And I really didn't appreciate that. And I would, I want them to show more class. Like if they're supposed to be the best organization in baseball, the the organization that's won the most titles, that's won the most everything, then they should have more class in their fan base. And they didn't really show that last night. And then the booing thing for Glassnell's injury was, I mean, every team does that, but like it it wasn't as bad as the baseball incident. Mm. I don't know. I mean, like you said, it's not all of them. And I saw a lot of Yankee fans on Twitter saying like, they were saying like, that's messed up. Like, like you said, it's just a subsection, but it does definitely not. It's not not a good look. Not a good look at all. Um, I mean, it happened. It happened at the Rangers and Rays game. I went to, went to a game. 
uh, the Tuesday game. Yeah, but Miner. that was just a fan throwing back a home run. That happens. Yeah, all- you know that happens everywhere. But I mean, it's still throwing stuff on the field. Like it must have. Was it like an organized thing in New York? Because it, it might have been an organized thing. That's what I was reading. They all have baseballs. They probably They're- got them. They probably got them during batting practice. I don't know. That many, though? Maybe they brought some, too. Yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, I would... some people bring baseballs just to get them signed or something. I guess. It was just weird. Yeah, it, it was. was. It was weird. So, yeah, other than that, yesterday, I think the rate... I don't know how many runners the Rays left on base, but it was, like, the most runners <laughs> that a team had left on base in a, or in a win since the Rays left a bunch of runners against the Yankees five years ago or something like that. Like they left like 25 men on base or something. Yeah. Like I feel that. like they were loading up. It was just loading up, load them up. And then, and then like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The pitch. I mean, the Yankees pitching was atrocious and obviously Waka looked really good on the mound, which I was happy about. Lau hit that double uh, off the wall, which I was really happy about. Uh, Brousseau continues to just live in the minds of the Yankees and it's fantastic to watch and he should be getting a lot more regular playing time there is just there's just a constant boo whenever he's on the field like constant it's just like a like a low they they do not they don't let up but that's great because like think about think about like you know like the most hated players in yankees history you have guys like david ortiz and and pedro martinez and then mike brasso (laughs) just like and all he did was hit a home run. Like that's it. It's it's so great. Uh, just how they all- wake up. There's night. They have nightmares about Mike Brasso. I think they honestly do. And then obviously Joey Wendell hit the home run today, which he's Joey looked Horn. really he's looked really good so far this season. Joey has always been good. I know he has been that guy. 2019, not that good because he got injured. Yeah, he's proven me. He's proven me wrong. I wrote him off in 2019, and I keep saying that I wrote him off in 2019, but he has turned the corner in a big way, and I'm very happy he's about that. He's that guy. Yeah, he he's he's good. He's he's really good this year. Joey Ice in his veins, Wendell. He's uh, he's great. Uh, obviously, Watt. Uh, uh, no, no, no. I mean, we already talked about Walker, but Glass now had uh, had the injury scare, or what? What we thought might be an injury scare. I don't really know what it's going to end up being. Was a little bit rough on the mound. Still got through five innings. And was still really good, which is kind of insane that he had a... He gave up, like, two hits. <laughs> he had a blow-up like, start, quote-unquote, and it was five innings that... and two hits and one or one run or something like that. It's funny that, like, seven strikeouts is, like, a bad, 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 yeah. like, day for him. Strikeouts I mean, five. He was the, off today. <laughs> yeah, the only guy and that four wasn't... Walks. The, yeah, the four walks wasn't great, but the only guy that wasn't good was McHugh. He was yeah. not good. Springs was good. Uh, I think Richards didn't didn't Richards pitch yesterday. Richards was yesterday. Yeah, and he was he. I know he gave up the two runs, but other than the two runs, he was pretty good, which I was surprised about because it's Trevor Richards. Yeah. Uh, so you got to you got to give the Yankees something. You had to give him something. Let um, him get one to the stands. One more thing about the Glass Now thing. Um, his post game interview. He was talking about how he thought Cash was going to take him out after he had that massive cramp. <laughs> it was like super dramatic. And he was like, oh, I'm going to get taken out. But Cash didn't take him out. And he was surprised, but he was happy about it. And then he got out of that inning too. So once again, Cash leaves him in there after like, he'd probably be justified in taking him out and he gets through it. So I think that's really good. Cash has shown a lot of trust in him. And I think that helps 
builds Glass Now's confidence too. So that's pretty sick. I was. Gonna I feel ask- like every oh, time, sorry. every time the pitcher does something bad, they always, they always get a camera on the manager. Uh, on specifically with Cash and Snyder, they like always get a camera on them. It's like, what are they doing? They're gonna move him. They're gonna move him. He gave up a single. He gave up a bad pitch single. So I think they, they might try to move him off here. It's like. Valley really likes to um like play that up. They, like they, to, they also like to show crotch shots of Joey Wendell apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're showing the ring, maybe. I don't know. It's man, Bally's Bally's down bad apparently. It's down bad for Joey Forearms. I, I guess. Oh, I, I did want to oh, ask you. Oh, his forearm. <laughs> I do want to ask both of you. Do you think that Cash has more trust in Glass now than he did in Snell? I don't think that's what it is. I okay. I've said this before, but if you actually look at Glasnow's numbers, the difference between him and Snell is Glasnow, his worst innings are always the first ones. We saw that today even. He's really bad historically in the first and second inning, and he gets better after that. Snell, like most pitchers, gets worse as he goes, as he gets fatigued and everything. Mm, Glasnow improves. That's why he gets to stay in longer, whereas Snell and them got pulled earlier. That's the difference there because Glasnow gets better as the starts go. And the okay. numbers support that. And that's okay. why it's not, I don't think it's necessarily a trust thing. It's just the numbers show different things. So they okay, use okay. them that way. Yeah, I was just, I, I was just curious about it. I'd rather, I'd rather have Glass now, like just finish out like that inning when he's kind of taxed than when Snell would be taxed. I'd rather, I'd rather have, I, I wouldn't put in a new pitcher for Glass now. I might put in a new pitcher for Snell, depending on the situation. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe Glasnow is more like a Justin Verlander type where, like, Verlander seems to be, like, at the beginning of his starts, he seems to get hit a lot more. I mean, we saw that during the ALDS when he got tagged in the first inning and then didn't really, you know, go past the first couple innings. But usually, I mean, Verlander's the same way where as he gets deeper into games, he, his velocity spikes for some weird reason. I don't know even how that's possible, but he defies physics, I guess and becomes a better pitcher as the game goes on. So I wonder if Glassnell is very much the same way. Yeah, I don't see a difference box. in velocity, really. He just gets into a rhythm, I think, is what it is. Once he gets yeah, – yeah. he has to get pulled in, whereas, you know, most pitchers like Blake come in and they're good to go at the beginning, and then they just progressively get more tired and everything. And also, I mean, there's no numbers to support this. This is completely just off the top of my head. But when Blake got frustrated, he would lose it. You know, like he – if. Blake gave up a hit or something, and he got mad. The next pitches weren't going to be good. Glass now, he gets pissed at himself, and he throws better. So I think that's part. But he likes well pitching said. mad. So well said. Well, that's a that's a good thing for sure. Now, quickly before we talk about the end uh, tomorrow's game, I do want to talk about the Rangers series. Obviously, that was not a good series for the Rays. There were a lot of both good and bad things to take out of it, but I wanted to get your takes on that series. And then Gibby, uh, want to talk to you about your experience at the TROP after we talk oh, about heck yeah. uh, just thoughts about the series in general. Yeah. So after the first game, I was hoping we would take at least two two at least three, to be honest, three out of four in the series, but that obviously didn't end up happening because the bats went cold. Offense was cold. Bullpen didn't show up. Um, yeah, just and it allowed too many home, too much offense from the Rangers. Like, just completely didn't show up to the rest of the series after the first game. And the first game was kind of close. Yeah. So first game, Glassnow's run support. Like, 
Oh my lord. He did pitch the first game, right? Not the second. Yeah. He pitched he pitched game 1. I mean, he did get run support today, I will say that, but Yeah, he got run support today, but I mean, that Ranger, I mean, he was cruising. He had no hit through, I don't know if it was 5. It was maybe? 4 and a third or 4 and 2 thirds and then he gave up a hit. Yeah. I mean, and then I think he only gave up that hit. So Yeah, I, I think mean, so. He was absolutely just nails that game. So that was really good to see. Um, Willie Domus, nice, nice hit in that game. Yeah. To get the so, runs apart he needed. Yeah. So that was three consecutive, like really nice, efficient starts from Glass now. And then this one, I wouldn't call it efficient, but like it worked. So that's four like pretty good starts from him, which is good. Um, the, <laughs> I know before the Rangers series, some of the things we said, were that you had to keep Gallo in the ballpark, which honestly, for the most part, we did not completely, but like for the most part. What? Who knew that? Who knew that Kiner Falefa would be the one who would be the killer? Well, what we didn't do was keep the former Rays in check. Oh which yeah. You should just know we have to do. Nick Solak, Nate, Nate Lowe. Yeah, Jonah Heim even got a little hit, I think. So good for him. But yeah, so that series was rough. It sucked to be quite honest but Brandon Lau he got going a little bit so that was good to see it is first one of the season which was good yes. thank god it took him long enough yeah like I wouldn't say he's hot by any means but he's not like an automatic out anymore I'd say so that's good yeah I would agree I would agree with that I think it's a pretty fair statement yeah so I mean that series sucked to be quite honest Yarbrough hoping he can get it together because yeah I mean we got he didn't look great in that Rangers series and we got Hill didn't, Hill didn't look good yeah. He did not look good. I, I did I did an article well, about oh wait, sorry. No, I feel like Hill was not that bad. Yeah, Hill wasn't as bad as Yarborough did. Yeah, like Hill, like he said in his interview how you know he the loss falls on him. I that is not true at all. I think the loss falls falls on the offense. The offense and the bullpen. Like Yeah, bullpen has been atrocious this year compared to previous years. So it's honestly understandable though, because of the amount of injuries. That is true. That is true. I do want to say I wrote a thing about Hill and I found out that, again, this is a very small sample size um, from what I saw, but it seems like his location of specifically his fastball and his curveball, which are his two most used pitches, those are used somewhere between 85 to 90% of the time that he's on the mound. It seems like he's not locating them in the same places that he has been in the last few seasons. So in 2018 and 2019, the curveball would or the fastball would would go like middle middle in middle up to um uh to lefties and then would go middle in or uh, middle in middle away or like like up you know it would be it would be in to lefties and then away to righties and then the curveball on the other hand would be away to lefties and then into righties. However, it seems like this season it's basically flipped. So I don't know if that's just he needs to adjust. He needs to make adjustments more as the season goes on, or if it's just that he's not. He's just having control problems right now. But it's definitely. It seems like it's contributed to a lot more because usually if a lefty can locate their breaking stuff, they're really effective. And the way that he's peppering the, I, I guess like the high inside quarter to lefties is a really good thing. And then for righties, that makes it um, tougher to swing in. You'll have to, you know, pepper all of those hits out to right field. But if he can't locate the curveball and he can't get that away, you know, if it ends up going middle, middle up, middle in to lefties and it just hangs there, then they're going to turn on that and hit that 400, 450 feet. So if he can work on locating his pitches more, then I think that'll be a lot more helpful so that it, you know, 
he can just figure out, uh, you know, more ways of success on the mountain. Now I know that he's also been unlucky, but there's that other side of it to where it doesn't seem like he's locating his pitches in the same uh, way that he has been over the last few seasons. Yeah. I mean, he had a really good start against the Yankees. Wasn't it right? Like he, he pitched pretty well that game. Yeah, he did. He did fall into some, into some unlucky situations in that game, but he ended up, I think he ended up giving four up four runs in six innings, something like that. Okay. Well, I don't know. As far as the location thing, that's probably true, but you have to think Snyder might be making him do something different that he hasn't done with organ- other organizations. That's true. And that's true. Working. So, I mean, I don't know. I trust that they're going to figure it out. Honestly, I wouldn't even, he hasn't even been our worst starter. So mm-hmm. I agree I with that. I agree with that. But yeah, so obviously not great things that happened in the Rangers series. The umpiring was suspect. But again, the offense was the biggest part of it, which is that the offense just really didn't show up. Bullpen struggled. Starting pitching was okay. Um, obviously, Glasnow had a really, really good performance. Uh, but Yarborough struggled. And uh, Hill got unlucky, but also struggled on the mound. And uh, Fleming, Fleming, I do want to say, Fleming was really good on the mound. I was, was great. I was happy to see him back. I'm glad that, I mean, it sucks that it had to take a bunch of guys getting injured to bring up the younger guys. But I think that's a good omen for the future, knowing that these guys are ready to pitch when they when needed. So if the Rays need someone, they can just bring them up like that. Because now Honeywell's already pitched. Now I know he only pitched two innings. Fleming's pitched. I'm sure they'll try to bring up McClanahan soon. Uh, and the more young guys that they bring up, I think the more experience that gives them and then the more depth that gives the Rays in terms of pitching options. So I think it's a really important thing. Gibby, uh, how was the trop? You you went to the game. I think you went. I didn't had... you go to the giveaway where they gave out the AR Champions Replica Trophy? Uh, it wasn't just it wasn't a giveaway. They just give it out of the gate like before the game yeah it's a giveaway yeah i don't have to go to anything though it's just at the gate i i, I know it's why, why you got to do this man <laughs> i i well you just said go to it's whatever you um you went yeah, to the game so and you I, got uh, the giveaway at the game it's, yeah i did yeah um <laughs> so I, I went to so went to ferg's before the game it was it was great uh great great time and then um just transitioned over to the stadium had a great time at the stadium. I will say beverages overpriced, overpriced. This I I don't know what it is. You you, you gotta you gotta bring those prices down, Stu. Um, if you're listening, <laughs> which I'm sure you are, but um, and then uh, you know, had a had a decent had some decent conversations. With Austin Meadows out in left field. Um, I think we briefly acknowledged each other. Um, I think I said some. I think I, I think I made some. I made some comments that might have made him laugh once or twice. I hope. I hope. And then um my friend who was actually in right field, actually, his mom who's um who's Cuban got a ball from Randy Rosarena because she she just she just like spoke to him and like they had a whole whole conversation out in right field and was able to get a get a ball from him. That's that's, that's cool. dope. Um that's really cool. Other than that, yeah, that's not not Big not fan. too good on 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 uh on the game uh, of the game quality. Um, Kyle Gibson, you know, cool name, had a good start. Um, is, is, what what do you expect from someone in that last name caliber? Um, just truly elite status. Um, as soon as I as soon as I said because what I said about him him being the most irrelevant pitcher in baseball it was from so um, I'm sure you guys know who Cespedes Family Barbecue is they do a podcast and on the podcast Jordan Schusterman 
said that Kyle Gibson, I'm pretty sure he said Kyle Gibson was the most irrelevant pitcher in baseball, where he's like, you don't think about him at all, but he'll always just come out there. He'll throw like five to seven innings. He'll give up some runs here or there, and then he's not going to stand he's out. The Joey Wendell he's just going to do that. Yeah, but Joey Wendell's cool. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It was just really funny, just like the way that he described him. And then he comes out and, you know, gives up. Was Did he, he give up, like up a one run? hit? Or, yeah, yeah, he was oh, for him. untouchable, Sorry. basically. Sorry, he but he he was virtually untouchable. So he might he might be irrelevant. I don't know, but I mean he was definitely good against. I didn't even know he was on the Rangers until literally this week. Only so three strikeouts. I guess that goes into the irrelevant in seven thing. innings. Talk about weak contact. Dude. Yeah. Okay, then maybe he is the ready version of Ryan Yarbrough. Because honestly, if I was on the if I wasn't a Rays fan, I probably wouldn't know that knows. much about Ryan Yarbrough. He, he's usually yeah. pretty good. I mean, he hasn't been this year, but like normally he's actually really good and really consistent. But like no one bats an eye. So maybe yeah yeah maybe they're maybe they're their uh, maybe they're their own equals when it comes to both sides of the pitching mound, right hand. Well, um, but the other one won the battle that time. Yeah, yeah I guess so. But Gibby, I'm sorry about the prices of the of oh, the drinks. Oh, that's fine. The tickets, uh, at least. I can't. Okay, well that's good. I can't help the prices, but thirty dollars for like two price. drinks. Like, come on, Rays. Come on, Rays. What are you doing? What are you doing? Look at me. Beer? Look at me, Rays. What are you doing? <laughs> Wait, is that for beer? No. no. Um. <laughs> Dude, if you're of age, you can talk. About <laughs> oh yeah. Well, with you. well uh, you get the you get the the double shot is like sixteen with any cocktails. So it's like, what the heck? I mean, I had I a beer too, the- but. You know, I was just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not talking about I don't it. know, but <laughs> I was going to say, don't they have that like four scene lager or something like that? That's like exclusive to Tropicana Field. I, I don't know. It's like Cigar City Brewing did it. Oh, I, I need it. Might be. Might know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, because I know. I know that Cigar City Brewing does some good stuff, so I, stuff. I was just curious. But, but yeah, so glad your experience was good for the most part. Obviously, it didn't end up being that the Rays won, but it's fine. So uh, obviously, the Rays are playing tomorrow. Oh, and uh, and, to, and a man oh, wait, did sorry. I say the man a man threw the a psychopath threw the ball back from did onto the onto yes, the other game? Yes, and I told this him is not the to. second mention. Is this. the second mention of this? All right, good, good, yes. good. <laughs> Just to reassure the just person, to reassure, who's probably not. that was a, that guy was a psycho. I think a kid <laughs> caught it originally, and then the kid was just like, "I don't really want this." And so the old man, so he gave it to this old man. The old man, oh, what the? It. Yeah, it's like what the heck? Oh man, just, oh man, the kid should have kept it. That like, was, there was, that was there was it. half the crowd saying, "Throw it back, throw it back," and then there was half the crowd saying, "No, no, <laughs> no." Just keep the ball. And then, and then Austin the Meadows gave the stink guy of the year to, to the dude. And then security swiftly came and took that psychopath out of here. I mean, he's probably a nice man. Maybe just had a few too many that night. Who knows? I don't, I don't know how because those 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 are expensive. He must have had to, like, take out a, a mortgage on his house to get drunk at that game. <laughs> like, come on. Hey, maybe he's going – maybe he's going – a wall. Who knows? This is a good segment about yeah, yeah, the yeah, Rays' yeah. experience. Oh, Trump's beautiful, by the way. That was the most beautiful. I looked outside the stadium. It was a beautiful, clear day, and that shit looked beautiful. Beautiful stadium. I don't care well, what any of y'all say. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that it was. I'm, I'm glad that you enjoyed your experience, which is the which is the most important thing. So the Rays finish up their series with the Yankees tomorrow. Uh, Garrett Cole will be on the mound for the Yankees. Who's on the mound for the Rays? I have no clue. Tridge is opening for Yarbrough. Oh, okay. Well, that might not be the <laughs> worst thing in the world. 
that might not be the worst thing in the world because it seems like Yarborough has always done better coming out of that opener position where he ends up throwing like six, seven innings. Uh, the Kittredge part, I'm a little bit, a little bit suspect on. He's been but, doing really well. He's been doing really, really well. He's been doing a lot you better than Kittredge I thought. He's still, he, he's still, he's still. I mean, he's no, he's no Colin McHugh, so I won't, I won't give him. This. He, he doesn't, he, he doesn't deserve the slander. But no, yeah. he's been doing very well, and I'm very proud of him lately. That's an, that's an interesting how they how they decided to roll it out by going with the opener. Hey, so. Colin, if you're listening to this episode, you'll come around, man. I know you will. He's yeah. great. Don't, don't get personally offended by podcast, us, please. By the way. <laughs> Colin does a podcast. So like, he does. I... So, Colin God, McHugh, we love God you. God bless you, sir. We love, love you. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to <laughs> fucking start throwing it, dude. You're going to be throwing it. I really hope so. He needs to turn Slang things around. It's been like I I want him to to do a lot better on the mound than he has been, and I think that he can show that he just try him at the start. Maybe we should just do it, see if it works better. Who knows? Who knows? But I feel like we're kind of like works. We're in the early stages of experimentation here. Exactly. We might as well. I mean, (laughs) honestly, the Rays could try anything, and I'd be like, "Yep, seems legit." Yeah. Just try throw McHugh out there, see if he can get you like four or five innings. That'd be great. Who knows? We'll 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 figure that out. But what are you guys expecting from uh, tomorrow's game? Mm, um, I think the Yankees really gotta bounce back. Like so, they're gonna try their best next this next game. Like absolutely, I feel like the fans will burn down the stadium if they don't win tomorrow. But feel really confident about the Rays right now. And that that team, the Yankees don't even look like they have good chemistry. They they look they are in the bullpen. They have their mask up. They are just looking at the game. They're just watching the game. They don't they don't want to like talk. I feel like they don't even want to talk to each other right now. Like there's there's something other like team aspect that's like going on there and that's like really bugging them. And I feel like the Rays just have way more chemistry and just it just shows like there's like a light there's like a rainbow over the over the raised dugout right now and there's this like a rain cloud permanently over the yankees like that's how it feels like so jesus it's 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 a do or die situation for them i think they're they're at the bottom of the league right now which is like actually i shouldn't say that because you know this could this could all turn around but like you know yankees fans are very judgmental and they're like like they're sharks they're already chomping at their feet so I mean, yeah. you gotta put 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 a win on the board, Yanks, or try to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like after yesterday's game, like you almost feel bad. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, exactly. Really, I feel bad for them. <laughs> like, both teams came in doing really poorly. Like obviously, we lost to the Rangers of all teams, and like they're just not doing well. The Yankees we lost two out of three of the Blue Jays, which is much yeah. better. Blue Jays, you know, like the Blue Jays are good. We lost to the Rangers. So like we both came in, we were the 15th and the 13th worst teams in the American League. (laughs) And, you know, like they look so bad. And I want to feel bad. I do feel bad. I don't want to feel bad. I do feel bad for them. I'm really glad we keep winning though. And I hope that continues. And honestly, okay, it's really weird because Garrett Cole is obviously pitching for them tomorrow. He is probably top two pitchers in baseball. We don't have G-Man Choi, who is Garrett Cole's biological father. This is true. So, this is true. These are facts. We, we do not need the Maury show to confirm that he is the father. It has already been confirmed. Yeah. yeah, so we don't have Garrett Cole's dad. But honestly, like, I don't. there are a lot of teams that probably feel like Garrett Cole's pitching against them, and they're, it's just an automatic L. 
I don't feel like that with the Rays. Like, I feel like Garrett Cole could go like eight no hit innings against us, or he could get chased in the third, and neither of them would surprise me. Exactly. So, it's a it's a full spectrum when you're facing the Yankees with Cole. Yeah. Cole is really yeah. good, but honestly, it's like the, the Rays can hit him pretty well, even yeah. without G Manic. So, I mean, it just depends on what we see out of Garrett Cole and what Kittredge and Yarbrough can put together. I mean, it's definitely a toss-up. They, I mean, just because of the pitching, they have the edge, I would say, in that area. But if their offense looks the way it did the past couple of games, and honestly, their defense in the first game, like, it's going to be a win for the Rays, even if Garrett Cole does do well. So This is true. This is true. Gibby, any... Either way, another series win against the Yankees. Regardless. That's a big thing. I I got I got one more thing. Like, why is it it, you know, we were saying it was like it was like a meme before this that like the Rays really only show up against the Yankees. But then they actually they go up and only show up against the Yankees and take these first two games. And that is the most ridiculous, the most raised thing ever. It's just gonna go choke against the Royals. (laughs) Like it's just gonna happen. Exactly. (laughs) It it might very well happen. And then we just win the whole we're actually bad against the Royals, like historically. Even when they're really? bad, we're bad. Yeah. Are there here? Are there any former Rays on the Royals right now? Uh, on, like, Wade the, Davis. Oh, Wade Davis. Okay, and we're gonna get touched up by like Jorge Soler and Whit Merrifield. It's gonna be fantastic. But <laughs> <Can't> wait, <laughs> we like I. I think I said on the previous podcast I have never been so happy to play the Yankees than coming into this series. I was like, thank God, we're gonna get some wins here. That that's like, such a weird statement. I know. Such a I wasn't statement. even expecting to get a win. I knew they were cold too. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting to get like these th- that first win. But then they really surprised me and the, like really only showed against the Yankees this season so far. It's, so it seems like hopefully it. we just play 162 games against the Yankees in the future and we can win like 100 of the 160 of those or like 120 of of like. Hey, if it works, it works. One sixty. I'll take a I'll take a dub any day of the week against the Yankees. Exactly. I don't care. I will take a dub any day of the week. But I do want to ask, or I do want to talk about one more thing before we end this episode, and that is the chaos that was Game One of nineteen between the Dodgers and Padres. Yes. What the fuck? That was I, the most beautiful baseball game I've ever seen. It was. I don't understand it. Like I, so I didn't really watch most of the game until the 11th inning. And then I turned it on the, so this is the 11th inning meeting. It was like two in the morning. And I was like, oh, might as well go watch this baseball game. And the Padres, apparently after having bases loaded in the 10th and not getting anyone home, get, I think it was, Tatis was at second, right? So they, so they moved Tatis over to third base and they had one out and somehow they didn't bring him home. They and looked like the, the Rays. They yeah. really did. And then the twelfth <laughs> inning happens, and yeah. chaos. Just yes. yeah. It, I mean, the chaos that we're talking about is the. I think the Dodgers were basically out of relievers, so David Price had to hit. The Padres were out of relievers. Yeah. David what? Price came into pitch in. Yeah. When did it end? The twelfth? Did it end in the twelfth? Yeah, yeah, it ended. No, yeah, yeah. The game ended in the twelfth, but he came in the eleventh. Yeah, he pitched the eleventh too, but he had to hit because. They wanted him to pitch the 12th as well. Oh, uh, okay, so, okay. Yeah, that's what I kind of assumed. But but Price was hitting, and then apparently the Padres were out of pitchers. So then Jake Cronenworth had to pitch. And former then, Ray, Ray's legend. <laughs> former Ray, Ray's legend. And then they were also out of fielders. So then Joe Musgrove had to go play left field. 
And because baseball is such a weird and beautiful game, there is now a stat line that says David Price hit a sack fly off Jake Cronenworth to Joe Musgrove. And that is the most chaotic sentence I think I've ever heard. And shout out to Joe Musgrove for getting that out after his no hitter. I think something said he was like the first pitcher to do that since like 1906 or something <laughs> weird that's crazy for everything that's okay. crazy. i mean i mean the padres should have won that game out right the fact that they didn't get any runs across in the 10th or the 11th after holding the you know uh, the dodgers hostage or the uh, the offense silent was pretty atrocious well after- i guess you could call the dodgers the grandfathers yeah that's true. <laughs> that's true but um after that fly out by david price the next batter was Mookie Betts, and Jake Cronenworth struck him out. One of the that best is, hitters in baseball. That is true. Jake Cronenworth struck him out. He also didn't practice his PFPs. Yeah. In practices PFPs is I mean, it's not like he does practice PFPs, but regard also, I don't like that play didn't make any sense to me because I was like, why isn't Hosmer just running towards the bag? Like like I thought that he could have, you know, ran it out and made it there. I don't know why he didn't make the effort to, but who knows? It's just, it was just a weird, like that play, just that inning was just so strange. And but we all, we all wanted a Tatis walk off grand slam after coming off the injured list. It when we thought he was going to be out for the year. That would have been sick. But the Dodgers are probably the best team to ever grace the face of this earth, which is yep. annoying. But this yeah. is true. The Dodgers are really good. But game one of nineteen, so that's exciting. Because mm-hmm. we get 18 more of these, and it's and it's great. Also, did you guys see Juan's tweet about the fans throwing crap on the stadium or yes. throwing crap at Yankee Thank Stadium? Juan. Yeah, Juan's great. <laughs> we love him. Uh, Juan is. Yeah, we miss him and we love him. And obviously, he's he's having fun covering. The I like how right when that, I like how when that situation was done, Dwayne goes like, "All right, the uprising is done. We can play baseball <laughs> again." Or something like that. I feel like there. I just I, feel like that was the best comment of the night, and that really just. Sums is it, it up. me? Is it me? Or like, I think they've taken it up a notch in terms of BA and Dwayne this season are yeah, really they've, good. They've turned up the banner notch at least tenfold. At least tenfold. It's and it's it's great. I love B, B, BA specifically. I know that we talked about him earlier, <laughs> yeah, but like BA. he's been great. <laughs> he's been hilarious. I, I I just love that man. That <laughs> man are, is so. Yeah, I mean. He's a treasure. I'm I'm glad that they turned it, I'm glad that they uh they they turned up the adrenaline notch just a little bit. Yeah. I forget I forget what happened, but there was some play or some call that like really made Dwayne mad. And like Dwayne is like the more even keeled one. Yeah. Dwayne was really upset and BA was like, I could see that he struck a nerve there. And I, was, <laughs> I was just dying. They're so funny. They're, uh, they do such a great job, and we're really lucky to have them. Yeah, very. I, I 100% agree. Well, with that being said, that ends this newest episode of Raise the Roof. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really, really appreciate you guys taking the time listening to what we're doing, supporting what we're doing. If you guys don't follow us on social media, we're at Raise the Roof TV everywhere. So that's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. And our Twitch channel, which we're going to be getting up soon. We're on YouTube at Raise the Roof. We're going to be doing more stuff on there soon. Obviously, our website, RaiseTheRoofTV.com. If you guys have any questions, concerns, anything like that for what we're doing here on the podcast or anything with Raise the Roof, feel free to email us at our Gmail account, RaiseTheRoofTV at gmail.com. And for this episode, wherever you guys are watching it, 
This is the perfect place to listen to it. Congrats, you found us. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically wherever podcasts are found, that's where we are. Feel free to uh, subscribe, uh, leave us a review, uh, share this with your friends, all that good stuff. So from all of us, stay safe, stay healthy. Please wear a mask and raise up. Raise up, baby.